1: Oh, yeah. Good morning, Joel. How are we doing this morning? Doing good. Doing good,
2: Spencer. How are you on this uh, hump day this Wednesday? Triple D there. You're looking good. I like that shirt. I think I've seen that before. Uh, SP futures traded down four and a quarter handles. Uh, talk with Dennis a second about the, the close. The last nine minutes, pretty wicked yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crewed up uh, 25 cents, 77.24. Gold in the green by four bucks at 18.18.60. Uh, silver. That's flat, 23.07. Bitcoin, come on, Bitcoin, get away from this 45.5, or else we're in big time trouble. Down $40 at 46,265. Ethereum down $2,850 at $3,696. So, triple D, we were on the verge of busting, closing over $4,800 with nine minutes to go into session. And then, whoosh, rug pull now my theory and you get the imbalances before I did I saw some buying balances so aggressive traders this is a theory got ahead of those buy balances and then you know what the big boys said I'm selling and then they got caught and they had to sell into a falling market as opposed to unloading into the closing print am I close or not
3: honestly Joel it wasn't even that much like I know you see a sell-off of 12 handles and you think whoa but we were choppy all day Maybe not on the SPY, but on individual stocks. The SPY was not even on my screen. The SPY was so <laughs> insignificant the entire day. It was all about rotation. I think, bring up a chart of DEER. Joker, bring up you? the chart of deer. Oh, I didn't share. It's yeah. fun to share. DE, Sorry. up 20 bucks yesterday on nothing. Just because it's a low PE stock. It was complete separation. I have never in 22 years seen that much rotation that violent of rotation in my life. There was literally value stocks rallying 10% and gross stocks selling off 10%. Like just bring up Berkshire Hathaway versus Kathy oh, no. Wood. berk I think yesterday was up what was berk up yesterday?
2: Uh it 2, was uh, I think
3: yeah oh, yeah something like that. Yeah Kathy was down like six percent. It was like a nine percent blowout yesterday just versus Kathy in one day. Kathy versus Warren, Warren, that was crazy movement. I mean, you had growth stocks getting assassinated, and you had, and that money was running right into value. The banks could not stop going. I that know. bank rip roaring two day rally is nothing short of incredible. I mean, J P Morgan one fifty eight to one sixty eight in two days. I mean, this market, it, it 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 it's interesting. We'll say that, but the rotation was unbelievable. <laughs> so is it just like is
2: this like the like the like the pop like the bubble pop and just like everyone's getting too extended or is this just a continuation and and more of the same to come I mean we're not we're not really seeing any weakness uh and well Berkshire Hathaway's trading up another 88 cents uh today JP Morgan 10 day 10. Dollar run in two days in JP Morgan, Bank of America, same kind of thing. Uh, Intel's, I mean, it's it, it can it ever will it ever stop? Is the question.
3: Um, yeah, it's gonna turn and it's gonna change, and there's gonna be different days of rotation. I mean, now if you're coming in growth, like already you're coming in value, you're chasing now. So, now what you want, you know, I even had a couple people reaching out, What do you think of the banks now? What do you think of the banks because they're obviously ripping higher, so people are excited. I mean, now can I come in and buy them now? I mean, I want to pull back. But yeah, I mean, we've been talking about the banks being a trade for 2022 for, you know, a while for the simple reason that interest rates, you know, are going up. And the pure play for interest rate hikes, at least in this market when interest rates are so low, is to belong the banks. So it's a textbook play that the banks eventually were going to catch a bid. And they did. You know, I've talked about Citigroup for I don't know. I've talked about Citigroup, and obviously it was too early, 61, 60, 59, 58. I talked multiple times on the show late mid-December. So now 64, so it's come around. I mean, there's just so they're, – they're, they're the their value, and they also got the interest rate you know, um, catalyst here too. The dividends. So, and the dividends are okay. I mean, I think on pullbacks, you got to be along the banks. I think it's all about rotation. It's not going to just be straight down, straight up. I don't expect the banks just continue. I think you're going to have some whipsaw action. You're going to have some shakeouts. Growth isn't just going to tank and go, you know, just go away here. But I think it's safe to say that when we look, you know, at the growth names, we are now replicating what happened in the year 2000. We topped out so March 2000. We topped out in all the NASDAQ and all those growthy names. I was
1: going to say something about that,
3: but and and we topped out in February of 2021. And we've followed a very similar path. I actually wanted, like you know, I've looked at this, you know, and you know, we had some rallies in there, but we followed a similar path in the growth names where it was the death by a thousand cuts. A year later, we were down significantly in all those growth names. Two years later, a lot of those growth names were down 90% from the highs. I think you're going to see a similar story in a lot of the growth names. I think you're going to see some stocks. I know, you know, obviously PTON is already down 70 or 80% from the highs. But I think you're going to see um, a lot of the growth names, a lot of these smaller names that probably don't even survive. So, you know, some of them are. But, I mean, you know, you have 100 EV plays. We, we've said that all along. There isn't going to be 100 EV plays. There's going to be 25 charging, you know, stocks, you know, out there in the long run. So there's going to be separation. There'll be some winners some losers. I think, you know, this market's trying to rebalance itself because it's been so focused on growth for so long. It's realized in the last few months it's not working. And now in 2022, it's just getting assassinated. So, I mean, I think it's all about balance. And I think you've got to be having some balance to your longer term portfolios. You can't be all growth. You can't be all value. You need balance. If you're all growth, you're getting hammered. If you're all value, you're laughing right now. But that'll change again, too. So use, you know, those pullbacks, to rebalance yourself and you know it's not you you can have some growth names you know pick which ones you think are going to be winners but when you're paying 30 40 50 times sales for something it ends up being a zoom and you know at a certain point zoom is making money at a certain point it becomes a value stock but um i don't know if we're at that point yet on a stock like that
2: And they give you these moves like, uh, you know, it
3: makes a new low
2: of the move and then pops like that. I mean, it you know, so you're thinking, oh, I got stopped out. And then it, you know, it rallies, closes, you know, near the upper portion of the session. And then you come in, it's down 235. A new low of the move and then pops. So now you got, you know, if you were leading on the low of the move, you got stopped out yesterday. And if you want to try it again, 172.10. Uh, what's the what's the do you have the PE still on um on Zoom?
1: No. Yeah, sure. I uh, bet you it's still astronomical, right? Uh, forward PE. Oh, it's actually going to come down, right? Obviously, so 30, 39, <laughs> Uh, which is not nosebleed, but still still high. Thirty uh, nine. That's it reasonable. Is, but but you, you know, know what the problem is? But it's
3: come down because the price has come down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what else the problem is? Do you think they're gonna continue to grow? Like I I I wouldn't be surprised if the earnings actually start contracting. Oh, what if they miss? Oh. Well, I I, I just think there's so much competition. They're one trick pony. We need another trick. Zoom needs to come out and do something else. They can't just because we've moved away from it. I mean, there's so we've talked about this for a long time. We talked about this one with five hundred dollars, well, but it didn't make sense. I still don't know if it makes sense. Even out of PE 39, you can say, well, it's growing like crazy. Yeah, but you're looking at past. Is it going to continue to grow at those rates? I think the market's saying no. I'm saying no. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we've already had peak earnings on. Well, maybe it's going to grow a bit, but it's tough. You know, there's just so much competition there, especially if we're going to a full reopening. I just can't see. I just don't see the growth just for that product. So they need another product. And, but, and okay, until they get another product, yeah. I think it's a no touch for me. get a cool product or something else,
1: maybe, well, maybe I, you get interested. So I, as, it, as it pertains to Zoom specifically, the, the first thing I thought of when, like, the metaverse became, like, a hot topic a few months ago was, whoa, like, wouldn't this be bad for Zoom? If we're all going to meet in the metaverse, then Zoom wouldn't, would have to develop their own their own metaverse solution. But but going back to the broader point about value and growth and Dennis's point about this being maybe the opposite of of last year whereas uh, like so zoom right in, in zoom's case zoom topped out actually in october of 2020 so it didn't it, it actually topped out before a lot of the other growth stocks did but uh just like these things these growth names all kind of kept coming up and up and up until they didn't anymore um until there was just capitulation on the upside is is this the opposite is is this the
3: same thing just on the downside um and I don't think so because they're not cheap enough yet. I mean, we we went from where value was all story. A year ago, valuation doesn't matter. It was all story. And that was the market we're in. We're now in a value market where people are looking and they're saying, okay, well, you know, yeah. You know, what's the P on that thing? And you see a nosebleed P and Zoom is, it's, it's not crazy I at mean, 39 times now. It's yeah. come down a long ways. But at the same time, if the earnings aren't going to grow at the rate they were, it's still almost, you know. Sixty percent higher P than the S and P, so and you know you've got the, the the problem that there's a lot of competition coming in that space. So I don't know if it's the best candidate to try and be called the bottom. There, there's a lot of growth names that you know interest me, but it's a tough right now. You you want to be like at a certain point in time they'll get cheap enough. But there's just so many that are still like, okay, well, yeah, I want to jump into that. And then you look at the the financials and you're like, you look at, you know, the cash flows and you look at, you know, start putting your CFA hat on, you're like, well, none of these stocks still make any sense at these prices. And that's what we saw in 2001 and 2002. We saw, you know, those multiples come down, down, down. And and eventually, you know, two years later, the NASDAQ bottom being down 81% on the NASDAQ. And And the difference is the NASDAQ isn't all these growthy names anymore. We know it's those top five names, which were never crazy overvalued anyways. That's why the NASDAQ, you're like, wow, there's no correction. The QQQs are holding up. But there's so much Google and Amazon and Apple. I mean, Amazon, you can say, is a higher PE, but we know they can have more earnings if they want to. So, Who can we bring
2: on? There's got to be someone a lot smarter than us that, like, tracked, you know, how the PEs came down in these stocks back in 99, 2000, right? Because Zoom, what? I mean, what was it? Over? I I don't even. I can't remember. Sales.
3: So, yeah, PE like 130 or 140. Yeah. But
2: I, I wondered where there's a point, you know, where, you know, like, like where these stocks came down to as far as uh, on a on a PE basis. Hmm. We, don't, we don't know where they came down in price, but just, you know, to see a progression, maybe if you see that, you know, get a chart of the PE and it's just going, it went straight up, and straight in. down. Right. You know. And then it maybe stabilize. Maybe when it, it can stabilize at like thirty five or you know, something like that. But uh who who do we got? Who do we have that would be able Where, to uh let me
3: think. Let me think. Oh, uh, we'll leave that with Spencer. We're not gonna okay, figure Spencer. that out live We're, on the show.
1: Potentially our Friday guest could help us out with that. Trevor Neal. But uh we'll, well okay. Yeah. Let's uh, jump into some individual stories. Let's and go. Big story well, of the day. Okay, but before we do that, the last thing I want to add, and Easy Mike p- pointed this out in, in the chat, is that the timing, as far as the value stocks go, and the banks, have, the value is int- the timing is interesting here, right? Because the banks report earnings next week, right? Yeah. So We're like T minus like six trading days from bank earnings reports. Yeah. So to, to to have a huge rally into, you know, we see this a lot, but it's happening into earnings season here. So the the timing of this rally in banks is interesting. So. It's a good point. And earnings next week. Just don't forget that, everyone. Um, but as far as the individual news here, um, there's a few things. Beyond Meat is probably going to be your biggest mover or your 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 biggest uh, headline of, of the morning here. What is the stock up now? I, I haven't even checked. Uh, we got breaking
3: news here too. Just stop for a second. What do you hey, got? What do you ADP. got? ADP.
1: Okay. Yep. I told you about it. Yeah, you told me about it, but come on now. I
3: just saw the S&P start moving, so that's why I was like, oh, there's... Oh, he's, getting, he's getting joelitis on the S&P. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's getting <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Actually, um, that's interesting because ADP came in way... Now, so deep
2: I'm deep. a little bit disappointed in you, and the only reason is because, okay, that wasn't that big of a move, right? Um, From, uh, you know, it went from 98 to 85, but Look what it did in the after hours, or in the pre. Well, I guess we could hear in the pre market. I mean, it went down to sixty six fifty. It almost went down to yesterday's about? low. The follow through, the follow through in the
3: S and P. We aren't talking the S and P anymore. We forbid it from the show. It's too boring. <laughs> <laughs> I just said it's moving. Beyond yeah,
1: me, That to be on. Well, hold on though. That ADP number was was. They love that ADP number. Surprising to say the least. ADP. It was a. a- it was. I don't know if I remember seeing a beat that big. The ADP uh, print uh, for December. This is private sector jobs, eight hundred and seven thousand versus an estimate of three seventy-five. That's a huge. I don't know if I've seen a beat that that big before. Now the ADP number of the three main uh, payroll uh, uh, data points. You got ADP. You've got um, jobless claims, and you've got uh, the actual jobs number. Um, the, the ADP is the one that I think has the highest beta. That's the one that, or, or at least has the highest variance. Um, but still though, 807,000 versus, uh, a 300,000 estimate. I mean, or 375 is pretty, pretty big beat. So anyway, uh, we'll see what that tells us about. I don't know what that says about Friday's number, but, uh, the jobs number this Friday will be the more important figure. But anyway, ADP out this morning, big beat beyond meat is your big, uh, stock news, uh, story of the morning, or I guess it came out yesterday, but, um, they, after testing their products in KFC locations, um, you know, uh, for a couple years now, they announced yesterday um, a nationwide rollout of Beyond Meat
3: plant-based chicken in KFC, and it's happening. This is their big contract. The chicken, the fake chicken, got the chicken contract. KFC's huge for them, so this is huge news for Beyond Meat um i think if we were in normal like we we're in the markets we were a year ago joel like take us back and they released this information in january of 2021 the stock could be up 30 percent on this headline but we're in this we hate growth stocks and they don't make money phase so it's up nine but i i'm i'm not coming in to buy it i'm not coming to short it the stock is absolutely hated the stock is absolutely overvalued fantastic news for the company though i mean there's a big contract for them you think they tried tim hortons they tried mcdonald's now they got kfc they got the chicken that's what they wanted the chicken contract people go to kfc for
2: greasy chicken they don't go there for plant-based chicken but uh, (laughs) they don't want
3: to eat that plant maybe they (laughs) will though maybe this is actually going to make me feel okay eating kfc because i tell you i go to kfc Ten minutes later I got to visit the bathroom. So maybe if I switch it over to the fake chicken, maybe that's gonna be okay. I don't like I love KFC. I can only go there like once a year though, because I get sick from it right away. But yeah. and it's cheap too. I mean, I don't know about <laughs> their cost. That's the one problem is Beyond Meat. That was the problem when I went to McDonald's. You get the beyond or A W going the Beyond Meat Burger, and it's like twice as much as a normal burger. Mm-hmm. KFC bucket of chicken, you still get for like 20, 25 bucks. I don't know. If you can do a bucket of beyond meat? It ain't gonna be twenty five bucks.
2: Well, you just got to be careful when you're holding the real chicken. That if when you're holding the bucket, if the grease doesn't go through the bucket, and then you drop the bucket in the parking lot, you know, from all the grease soaking through.
3: It's, a crazy, um,
2: it's a crazy. I don't know. Did you guys know what I say? You know what I say about beyond the? We don't buy it anymore. I mean, I told Lisa, I'm like, you know, whatever. I'll eat tofu before I'll eat the Beyond Meat. And the Beyond uh, Meat sausages or even hot dogs are even worse. But here's the deal if you're trading this. Someone's out there at 68. They like either they're stuck or they bought a boatload yesterday and they're just trying to get out between 68 and 68 and a quarter. So if the meme crowd, if the short crowd just says this is the greatest thing ever for Beyond Meat, they're going to barrel through 68 and a quarter and then your next daily high, I mean, you know, whatever. Maybe look at 70, but first things first, let's just... Get bid, take out 68, get bid over 68, and I think it will run. If not, it will you know it might fade, but I'm not showing it either and I'm not buying I'm it. I'm not up.
3: trading this because, yep. one, this is a great headline for the company, but two, is. this is a hated stock. So if I was long, I would probably sell into it. I think you got great resistance up at 70. I can't bring a short on it. One, it's way oversold. Two, it's a really good headline. And it three is liquidity gonna is going to be less than something like this, so it could just be wild. I mean, you can short at 67, be 72 in your face, and later in the afternoon, it could be 67. You get yeah. shaken out on it. It's going to be, it's going to, it's still wild on it. It's going to be wild on it. It's a good headline for the company, but the valuations nosebleed. Um, Long term, I still think Beyond meets a lot lower, but I think short term, it's getting a lift from this. I don't know how far this is going to take it. Did you guys see the the viral
1: video? The uh, I think it was yesterday. Uh, a guy got walk got home and uh, walked into his kitchen and saw a bear uh, eating his
3: bucket of KFC chicken. Even the bears love it. Look, it tastes look, awesome. Look, look, the bear is is is. It neck went through deep. everything and it went for the KFC. The bear is
1: neck deep in a bucket of KFC
3: chicken. Yeah. Wow,
2: what a messy kitchen! When that
3: that would be well. That that
2: be I'd <laughs> tro- be scared
3: actually. <laughs> that that would not be good. You know, it's one thing. You know, you get a mouse in your house or something. You got a bear sitting there eating a bucket of chicken. I'd leave the house. Bear, well, that Goldilocks. That's bearish. Yeah, and that's bearish for sure. Bearish yeah. for the house.
2: How right. is um? Oh, I just uh What's uh the symbol for uh, the Pizza Hut, the KFC? What yum. is that? Yeah, it's yum. Yeah, how's yum doing? Did that get China?
3: No, what's, there's yum c remember. Different so they separate yeah, all the yum C. So, Yum C got China. Yum's right. not it doesn't have any China anymore. So, right. it's been good. That was well. a
2: good move, huh? Look Yum's at that. yum has been
3: good just because it's mostly it's all fast food. It's quick service. It works in the pandemic and, you know, obviously, and it works not in the pandemic as well. I mean, it's like McDonald's. You know, both those stocks have been straight up for 2 years. A lot of <laughs> right. money hiding there. Valuations an issue with all these things now too. I mean, some of the value stocks aren't that much of value anymore at <laughs> all, so Survey survey in the chat have you eaten
1: KFC in the last 6 months we have 49% no 24% yes uh 21% hell no and 4% ask the bathroom uh- I I
3: I voted for Ask the bathroom. I didn't even get a chance to vote. I didn't even
1: <laughs> Anyway, okay. Uh so uh, ben- I,
2: mean, I just I had, I did the the chicken sandwich survey, Popeyes, that kind of made me sick, and then I did the KFC and it kind of made me sicker. So, I think I'll I'll stick to uh to win, the non non-fried foods there. Okay, uh, let's go. Um, what else? We got yeah. stocks. Let's do no, some stock. always
1: so, stocks. So there are other movers in the morning. Uh Wejo uh is Wejo. A headline that we broke the Benzinga news desk. Broke this yesterday, right after the close. Um, Wejo announced a partnership with Microsoft. Uh, I think they're going to talk more about this um, at CEX. Actually, I know where they would talk more about this on Benzinga Live today oh, nice! at like 12, what time? Uh, 12.45, we're going to have the CEO of Wejo um, and somebody from Microsoft on the show to talk about what this deal actually means regardless Wejo's popped up to nine sixty five yesterday after it's hours faded and they're fading it this morning yeah here here's the here's the
2: problem and i'm really i've been following this stock and i regretted not buying seven days, it so it's only been out there like no no no
3: we had uh, we had uh worse. we had um the much.
2: guy that put the spec together on the show jeff warshaw oh, okay. remember
3: yeah
2: and here's the problem they're going up against google right and as far as mapping and sensing and Google, Google's pretty tough, but here's the question. Can they just get, you know, if they could get a smidgen of the market share, right away from Google, then this could be like a, you know, a super value valuable company. You know, once again, you got to make money. So I was looking at it, combing the ditches. I, I don't like that. It's given back to pop, but this is on my radar. If I if I owned it into this pop, I would not be selling it, and I and I am looking to buy it full time. I I know nothing
3: about this company. I'm not even going to comment on this company. It's too small for me. I don't. Okay. Uh, I'll
1: tell you what they do. If you uh, if you forget, they're the company that is like connected card data. It's it's like um like the the google for the car kind of i'm, I'm not sure um, in reference to what dennis said about beyond mead if this was spac
2: mania man this thing would be like 40 oh, miles, you oh know. if we were
3: in january we'd have we'd be talking about a dozen stocks are up 30 percent today january of last year this is january 2022 though this is the value market i like this market better <laughs> You, you like this one better. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a value guy. So I kind of like this um, one better. Every time value has been in favor, it's it, it lasts for like a week, maybe two. And yeah, then but it... this is this is like nine months now. This is not, you know, something that has just, just right. happened. Right. Value has been in favor for right. a long time here. And we just haven't real. I mean, we've talked about it. And it's just been the slow, steady trickle from growth to value to growth to value. And then you turn around and you look and you're like, Holy macro, Warren had a really good year. Yeah, he did. Holy macro, Kathy had a really bad year. Yeah, she did. Yet it you... all turned 10, 11 months ago. It turned 11 months ago. Yeah. Berkshire Hathaway broke out from 240 back in February, has never looked back. It's up like 25, what is that, 70 points on 240, 25, 30%. And Kathy broke down from her high 151 and she's never looked back either. Straight down. We have been trickling into value for 11 months. So you can say, oh, yeah, it's only a week or two or it's only a couple of days in 2022. But this trade's been going on for a long time. It almost feels like it could be like the capitulation to a certain extent here now where it's starting to get just silly. Yeah, Every that's Euro true. That that's not what I said before,
1: silly. but you said you, you didn't want to call the bottom in anything.
3: But I know. Yeah. No, you're t- t- trying to call the top. trying to call oh, the bottom i to call the bottom, bottom. all <laughs> <bottom laughs> the He got stopped out. How'd that work for me? I like you stuck with it, though, Dennis
2: you stuck with it
3: one.
2: you stuck with it you had an idea you had
1: a plan you stuck with it i stopped and- out on all of them uh, me dennis me too yesterday in i got stopped
3: out on we both got stopped out on palantir which probably is gonna be the low um <laughs> That's what's expensive i sold The right. low i sold everything i had so the ones i had I at had se which i actually got out on the pop on that one thank goodness thank you bank america so I got lucky in that one, but I had about seven or eight. I had never put on a full like like go all in because it never really gave me the signal to do that. But I was ready. I was ready, and then it was just <laughs> didn't work out. I didn't like the first day of trading where they kind of were just not going. They didn't. And then yesterday, obviously, it sold off substantially. So yeah. So I had like five or six growthy names I had put on. Like I said, a half dozen. SE was one of them. I sold that. Ooh, I had that space like SPC. I, I lost on that one. I had Palantir. I lost on that one. I don't remember. There's a few other ones too, but I I got them all.
2: You're going to have to do a rescue mission in that that swing account. There's no rescue missions here.
3: (laughs) You take your losses and you move on. You don't try to Rescue a loser. You take your loss yeah, I,
1: you I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that you, that space was one of those that you were. In well, the- I
3: don't like talking which ones I have yeah, either. So until after the fact, yeah, because I four or five lows in the same area. You can see what I was looking at. Yeah, I, I was yeah. Like, oh, I got the little double bot. I actually was up in it briefly. You know, when we had that big rally like <laughs> Thursday last week, and then and then comes the first day of January. Is like it's not going. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, they're selling them all. And then, you know what? It's still holding the lows, so it actually still. I probably shouldn't have stopped myself out on this one to I actually know. have all those lows there. But yeah, just that's the still there. Of ARKK yesterday, I was like, I don't want to own any growth even. <laughs> so. Yeah, all oh, uh, interesting. They, they they are yeah. That's the caveat. Like, they're all, they are they are all still holding their woes. So yeah. So we probably shouldn't have stopped out on any of them. You know what's going to happen, Spencer? We're going to be complaining here in a week as they all take off. And uh, and Kathy Wood rips up through a hundred bucks, and we're like, oh my gosh, why did we sell? <laughs> Never take a loss. Kalonteer Kalonteer always going, back. Kalonteer's going <laughs> like twenty one now, and and I'm going to be
1: anyway. Whatever. Um. Real quick, uh, we're going to have Joe Sluzy on in a few minutes. and Joe's oh, okay, we'll, we'll, coming. Awesome. We'll, get, we'll get Joe's thoughts on everything. Made my here. whole day. I want to go back up in the topics for a second because we skipped over CES, and that starts, uh, I believe, today. Uh, so we're going to get a lot of, like, random – not random, but a lot of, like, cool, techie headlines out of, comp- out of companies like Sony. Uh, they they uh, unveiled some some EV prototype. Um, they we're going to get John Deere, which you mentioned, Dennis, John Deere, uh, y- you were saying, oh, it's up cause it's deer and it's value. Um, to that, I say, what about John Deere's first autonomous tractor,
3: which will be a that come out? yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, so yesterday. I was the driver autonomous tractor No, it has not- no driving damage. i know it's I, saw, I, serious, I saw it as soon as it came out of my <laughs> mouth i was like somebody's gonna hit that softball up the middle <laughs> yeah um uh mobile mobile
1: eye uh, or intel or whatever mobile eye uh, uh had, had a thing a self-driving car uh, thing so there's gonna be a lot of like tech headlines uh coming in the next three or four days um, so be, so be mindful of that. Um, self driving cars is going to be a big a big theme, the metaverse is going to be a big theme.
3: Keep an eye on Meta, which is your metaverse ETF. Um, and just yeah, I'm still bearish. The metaverse, I'm the only person, maybe, but I well, actually, this we're not going to let you know. in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure if I could short the person that bought 250 million dollars worth of metaverse property, uh, I just think. Okay, it's advertising space, I guess, but I don't think any I don't think I think we're way too early on this metaverse thing. I don't think everybody's going and buying their Oculus and putting this on and wasting their time. That looks I'm so heavy. Metaverse. But that you is-
2: know what? I'll tell you, Todd Gordon. We did that thing with Todd Gordon, and he he had him on his doctor. It was great. We had Todd Gordon and uh and Gene Munster on a couple weeks ago, and Todd had his, his Oculus goggles and he talked about uh, he was on vacation in, in Florida, and he had a trade set up, and to his Oculus goggles, he was able to sign in to his computers at home and do, like, a, a video or be on CNBC. That's pretty cool. He, he could move his monitors around and everything. I, I was going to. He's he reaching out through, through the it. metaverse
3: and actually uh, moving. Uh, the yeah,
1: parameters. that's cool. I, I just, that I, stuff's cool. I will add that the Oculus apparently did very, very well this it's holiday, Christmas. This Christmas. holiday, yeah, holiday I know. season. Yeah, yep, I, 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 I saw. a think from uh, I forget who the firm was, but like daily active users were up like ninety percent year over year. Um, you know, Christmas, uh, Christmas of twenty one compared to Christmas twenty. Um, it was like the it was the Oculus app was like the hottest app in the app store. Plat- Two last week, two weeks ago, whatever. Um, so apparently it had a very good holiday season.
3: A lot of people buying the Oculus. Yeah,
2: it, it reminds yeah. me about Google Glass.
3: No, it's way better than that. <laughs> uh, I am, I think we're just too early. I think, you know, paying nosebleed valuations for all these metaverse companies, maybe you buy Facebook. You know, maybe that's the simplest way to play it. But again, they did. They did to Gene Munster's point, and Gene is awesome. We listen to Gene, obviously, friend of the show. Um he says Apple and Facebook are your pure plays, you know, on or not pure plays, but, you know, big plays on the metaverse. So I think you're right. I think Microsoft, I think Apple, I think it's going to be, you know, these smaller companies. I think, OK, yeah, Unity. In, but, you know, you're playing nosebleed valuations. Then you look, OK, well, I paid 22, 23 times earnings for a Google or a Facebook and guaranteed they're going to be big players if the metaverse materializes. And if they don't, they got all their other cash cows, too. So maybe it's just another excuse to own the mega caps because they just seem to win in everything. So I think at the end of the day, when we look at the metaverse, the big players are going to be Apple, Facebook, Google, Microsoft. The big—they're all going to be big players in the metaverse the too. So get, I'm long all those stocks. So I guess I am along the metaverse. The big get extent.
1: bigger. It applies to more than just the S and P. It applies to everything. The big get bigger.
3: Well, that's the way it is. I that's mean, that's the the, what they—you they you know, they're, they're, those are the smartest people. Amazon's obviously gotten to every single business, you know, same same way. I mean, those are the smartest companies, smartest people. It's why they have the highest market caps. Why they're worth why why Apple's worth three trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. So I just think gambling on some small little metaverse play may not even be the easiest. It might just be buy Facebook, and you're not going to make. You know, I know you know people want to make 200, 300 percent on their money. They got really spoiled in 2020 and the first week or first month of 2021. But I think people are starting to realize, hey, that the stock market isn't as easy as we thought. You know, the people who thought I'm a genius at this, I think, you know, a lot of those people got caught up in the growth names and, and maybe some, and there's some really good traders out there and a lot of them are in this chat. So, I mean, we've had some traders, you know, and a Christian it's think about him, you know, he's always playing the momentum. Um, I've given Christian another shout out there because he beat the S&P you know, heavily last year again, which is tough to do. You know, I have no idea what my returns, you know, are on my day trading portfolio because I'm using prop money, so it's really hard to figure out. Um, I think I do really well on my day trading. Um, you know, the swing trading, I think I do okay. I go with some trends. Long-term investing, I just kind of go with the flow. I don't know if I'm a great long-term investor. So I don't even know, like, my percentage returns would definitely be less, usually on both sides. And that's because I have a really conservative portfolio. So because I'm aggressive enough in my trading that yeah. I kind of invest conservatively. I never invest in something with a P of, like, 30, 40, 50. I'm a value guy. I'm a Warren Buffett approach. In my well,
1: investing. On the on the on that note, I mean, it, it, Mitch pointed this out yesterday to us. I mean, Warren Buffett's, you know, Apple has grown to be a sizable piece of Berkshire Hathaway,
3: and that's 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 Is, that's, that's no that's no he'll fault. Trim for, it. I, I, Is I, it really forty percent? Uh, that's what Mitch was saying in the pre market show that Apple has grown into forty percent of Berkshire's <sighs> market cap. Does anybody have like
2: I don't I yeah maybe
3: confirmation on that? Yeah, I've not looked like in Berkshire under the hood. I know like, um, different companies, but I didn't look here. at the percentages. Let's take a look. Yeah, well, as of the last filing, which we know is, you know, these
1: are delayed. But, yeah, as of the last 13F, it's 45%.
3: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And remember, he said he was late. And he he's lim- always diversified. He guaranteed he's going to be trimming. Yeah. You know, like, I can't see him not trimming. I, I, I know he well, doesn't like to sell, when, but when 45%. He, when, when, so, when basically, buying Apple, Burke, you buying you Apple
1: now. When, when he bought Apple, what, like 2016 or whatever, he was like, Yeah, I should have bought this year. I I, I should have bought this years ago. But
3: um, what kind sold- of yesterday, Joel, between Burke and Apple? Apple was down and Burke ripped higher despite owning 45 percent of. It. I guess those banks were just that good, though. You know what? You think about uh, one thing with Warren, too,
2: and I he did this in 20, but what if he wanted to dump that Delta, all that Delta at 20 bucks? Just think, you know, that thing is doubled. He'd be like, the Berkshire would be at like 350, 360. That was in 20. But no, I mean, he, he didn't like the position and he, and he sold it. But just think about, you know, that loss that he took on that and what his return is and then what his return would be if he just, you know, even if he just, you know, held a little chunk like, oh, maybe it's going to come back.
1: All right, let's get Joe Steluzzi's thoughts on all of this. Joe is the founder of uh, Themis Trading, uh, a co-founder. He's a partner there and one of our favorites to bring on. So let's bring Joe on right now. Joe, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.
4: Same to you guys. How How are you? you?
1: Doing fantastic. What do you make of the the first couple of days of 22 in terms of the market? And uh, we were talking about just the spread between value and growth yesterday.
4: Yeah, no, that was interesting. You know what, before I even comment there, Dennis was just talking about 200% returns and, uh, you know, hey, we can't do as well as last year. Back in the 90s, I don't know if you guys were around, in 99, two thousand. I was at a firm called Instant and we had like a 401k or whatever, and we were invested in these tech funds and whatever in the 401k. And they returned literally 200% some of them. And there were guys on the desk complaining that they only got 125% in their <laughs> right? fund. So, so And wow. we all know what happened the next couple of years, right? So you have to be careful. You know, everybody thinks they're geniuses. And, oh, I'm going to get 200% a year. Not going to happen, right? Not going to happen. And, and we've seen it first. You know, we've learned and lived and loved it. Not loved it, hated it but you know, you gotta be measured. Have but you, you seen
3: any done. change in your client's like perception of this market with relation to value versus growth? Because I know like a year and a half ago, if you were talking to born value stock, you know, even in our chatter on our show, people don't even want to hear it. They want to hear what's the sexy story, you know, it's all about what's going on. Well, we don't care about valuation we're buying and, you know, and that's what was working. And now it's completely changed. You know, the story doesn't matter at all. It's like, what's the PE on that thing? I mean, finally, people are asking, what's the PE on the thing? Are you seeing any change in your own customers?
4: No, you know, I think our clients are most, you know, they're all institutional levels. So they have very uh, specific things that they're doing. So maybe someone's a small cap, somebody's more global, somebody's, you know, particular sectors, and they have strict rules, and they're doing, you know, certain things. In fact, if sometimes if a stock gets too high, they'll trim it off, because it's too big a percentage of that portfolio, they have to t- keep their risk measures in place. But, you know, these guys are pros, they know exactly what they're doing. They know what their investors are looking for. You know, I may go, let's just say you invested in a fund that was focused on short sell. Well you're going there because you want that focus. And maybe you put in your portfolio something else. So, but you're going to particular funds because of what that fund offers as an expertise. And I think a lot of our clients are exactly that they've got expertise in certain areas and those funds are going to do what they expect. Now then they may not beat the S and P 500, but will they beat their benchmark in that sector? And I think that's what everyone's looking at, but as opposed to yesterday, like you were saying, but that was a massive switch in, in in value versus growth. To me, that felt more systematic programmable, you know, program trading style it was stocks were just moving and you it wasn't you know right it wasn't basic level supply and demand and i was trading some stocks where i was buying and and these were you know financials and they were going up and i'm like okay this is weird markets coming in and everything was very (laughs) strange yesterday but then mid-afternoon everything switched right so all of a sudden we had that nice rally from the tech sector towards the back end it felt to me more like some big player might have been coming in putting in some sort of program style
3: how 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 different is the trading? And obviously, I kind of know the answer to the question. But how different is it from when you started? Go back to the '90s and think about how you were trading. And now it's like you know, even with the algorithmic trading, I mean, you're fighting these. Especially if you're trading some mid-cap stock. I just like I could try to buy. You know, I put an order out there. You know, and obviously, you know, you've got to use different things. But if you just show your hand, it's like I throw a, a fifty bit and they take the sixty on you, and then they go sixty bit on you. It's like, oh, we got a hot one. Let's take this up on them. I mean, the algorithmic, you know, uh, what you want to call yeah. the predatory trading out there is something else. Yeah,
4: I call them parasites. They're a bunch parasites of parasites. The they, they add no value. They're leeches. They're looking for your flow to come off of, and basically, you know, clip a penny or two. So they've been there forever, right? Those are the HFT parasites, right? It's different than a market maker. It's different than, you know, these parasites are proprietary traders. They've got, you know, obviously the best systems, got co-location, they've got the speed, they do all that stuff. And they're looking for you and they're trying to spot you. And the, the whole system, as we've talked about many times, is set up so that they can do that. They, the stock exchanges will sell them data feeds. They'll give them high speed lines. They'll give them everything they possibly can to find your order. So for, like you said, Dennis, suppose you're sitting in, you know, the stock is a 10 cent spread and you want to tighten it. You don't want to pay the offer. So you post a bid, maybe, you know, three cents better than the higher bid. As soon as you do that, they're going to see that. Of course, everybody else will see that. But the difference is well, on a data feed, you can see the person who entered it. You can see the time it entered. You can, not the person, you can see the order coming in. And they know that we call it blinking. So the high speed guys will constantly move their quotes back and forth. Where you're sitting there and you're not blinking. So once you're sitting there, they can spot you and then either basically take advantage of you or at least learn some information a that real hasn't bet. changed in fifteen years. But that's yeah. it's, it's you know it's been there and it'll, it'll continue to be there.
3: I mean, it's a real bet. and you know this market is full of you know just floating liquidity where it's market making different things, and all of a sudden they got a real bet. It, it, you'd be shocked if you took away all of the. In market making you took away all of the you know the floating liquidity and you looked at what we had we'd be left with like nothing out there so then you know you just have a few real bids and offers and when the real bid comes in even if it's 100 shares it's shocking even if you go bid for 100 shares on some mid-cap stocks like oh we got a buyer <laughs> i mean 30 years ago nobody gave a crap
4: about 100 shares
3: but 100 shares is like the market it? Takes off it? on it now yep.
4: well and even even if say you put that bet out there then you cancel it they're assuming that you're canceling to take the offer. So then yeah. watch when you, not only when you place the bid, watch when you cancel the bid and watch the action that goes on there. But I think, you know, SEC Chair Gensler mentioned this a couple of times last year in a few of his speeches. He wants more order to order interaction. In other words, that natural liquidity, which is being intercepted by market makers and others, they're never meeting. So how do you get orders to interact with other orders? That's difficult because of all the noise that's in between. Like you just mentioned, the real liquidity is a lot smaller. I think yesterday we traded 11 and a half billion shares. I would bet real liquidity is maybe a third of that or something. It's, yeah, it's a lot of right. noise. And yeah, it, volume was there, but it's noise volume in our opinion. So what my job is during the day is to find natural liquidity and to make sure my clients don't get involved in that noise and to try to parse it out. So we use various tools. Obviously, we try to be different. You know, my biggest word that we always use is we're random. We randomize our approach because once you become um, systematic, you're, they can spot you. If you're doing the same thing over and over again, you're easily spotted. And a lot of the algorithms do that still. So we do random things. We've got direct connections to various exchanges. Obviously, IEX, we talked about them a lot. That's our favorite exchange. We get our most liquidity there. We get the biggest chunks there. I mean, seriously, the volume, that you it's, it's a lot different. But it's the trick is to be patient. You know, a lot of people don't want to be patient. They want those algos to work and keep continue to get in there. If you're patient enough, you, what we'll say is you cast out a net, right? Say you have a big fishing ship and you put your net out there. You're waiting for the fish to come to you. You don't have to always go get the fish. Wait for them to come to you. And once they get in the net, you are be in a much better situation. Then you can dictate price. Now you, it's coming to you. You're controlling the stock better as opposed to, okay, I'm going to go chase these guys all day long. It doesn't work, especially when you're trying to accumulate size during a day.
2: Joe, I wanted to ask you about the IEX. How, um, how's the volume? Is it, uh, has it been picking up over there? I know it's uh, Brad Kutsuyama started that a while ago. Um, what would you say percentage of your business you're doing over there?
4: We are consistently, Joe, 30, 25, 30% of our volume wow. every day. And wow. that's on an exchange that is listing 2 to 3% market share. So how am I? And I'm not sacrificing you're a player. Either. You're a big What's player
3: that? over there on IEX. I gotta, like, we got right. a co-locate. We got a co-locate. We got a co We got a group basket at Christmas. My house
2: hope.
4: right next to <laughs> Joe. And, but think about it. We're a, we're a small independent brokerage firm in New Jersey, and I can get that kind of volume on the exchange. You know, what am I doing differently than everybody else? Well, like I mentioned before, I use it differently. I don't chase things around. I try to make them come to me. But the thing about IEX that's different, and, and we've talked about this before, is they don't supply an order-by-order data feed to the market. In other words... NASDAQ, NYSE, SIBO, they all supply data feeds, which HFT guys can buy and then re-engineer what's in the book. They can figure out. But IEX doesn't do that. There's only aggregated order levels as to where they are. They can't find me. And if they can't see me, they can't take advantage of me. And that's really the trick. But you have to have clients who also understand that and say to you, "Okay, Joe, I know you know what you're doing. Here's my order. Take care of it. Do a good job. We'll measure it afterwards on various statistics. They trust us. And really, the key to this business, I've been in the business since 90, well, God, I don't want to say it, but a long time. And the key has always been trust. If If your clients trust you and you know what you're doing, you'll be okay. It's when some guys, what happens is they get the economics change, all of a sudden their margins start to compress, and they do things they shouldn't be doing, like in any other business. And then guess what? You're not trustworthy anymore, in my opinion, and I wouldn't do business with you at that point.
2: Joe, I just wanted to ask you, we talk a lot about, you know, institutional accumulation and distribution and, you know, and, and I'm not asking about any one particular client, but just like on a whole, like if someone wants to take a, you know, a, you know, one of your medium sized or larger size institutions wants to, you know, take a stake in, you know, XYZ, I mean, you know, they're giving you an order. I mean, does it you know, can sometimes you get the order, does it vary one or two days, three days, four days, or sometimes are you, you got something on your book for a, a couple of weeks until you get it at the price that you want?
4: Yeah, it, it could, it depends on the client. Some are much more aggressive and will be okay. like, listen, I want to max out my volume right away, get it done, get it. You know, I have an arrival price. That's my benchmark. Let's. Get, and if it's a thick stock, like, you know, pick out one of the big caps, you mm-hmm. can pretty much trade that at fairly easy. We don't trade many of those stocks that have, you know, 10, 20 million shares a day. I'm trading stocks that are probably between one and five million shares a day, average daily Mm -hmm. volume. And those are the ones, like you're saying, you have to work with them. And then you're strategizing all day long with the client as well. And if you see something going on that maybe changes your strategies, say for instance, we're working, I've accumulated 25,000 shares, maybe I'm 20% of the volume. And all of a sudden I see a big print go off and I see somebody advertising it, 50,000 shares trades, and maybe it's LiquidNet or one of these crossing systems. You're talking to the client and you're saying, listen, something just happened. Maybe we need to change our approach here. But otherwise you might be just doing percentage of volume possibly with a lot of times we'll get this direction you know be involved but i would if i could which means that if you see something get it let's get it in here but i don't want you pushing the stock also so depending on the name i've, had, I've worked names for weeks yes absolutely and some days you'll take a day off from it and you'll give it a break and you'll see yep. hey is that is that me pushing the stock and a lot of times we'll do that even during the day why is that stock moving? You're watching the sector, obviously, you're seeing if something else is going on. But it is it certainly depends on the client. And that's where it's still really important to keep that communication with your client, where I think a lot of Wall Street firms have lost this over the years. They've gone to algorithms, they've gone to junior traders, and pretty much everybody puts it in the box, they call it and they set it and forget it. But those are the ones that get spotted easily yeah, because the, you sure. know the HFT guys are out there waiting for that and they're just they're waiting to take advantage of it. I just got one more,
2: more for you, and then I'll let uh, the triple D take it away. Like, uh, st- let's say another thing. Like, stop. Let's say you have five million to go, in like X, Y, Z, and, and they want to sell it at the point, right? They want to sell it at double O. Um, do do a lot of times? Do you let that thing? You know, if there's other size there, do you let it get taken out, and then you know, let it go up twenty, twenty-five cents, and then come in with your order? And slam it or because you see that so many times, you know, everyone takes the book out at, at the even number. They show their hand. they're was like, buy, 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 buy. Then it goes up 15, 20 cents and then boom, it's locked down at the point again. Is that is that a familiar strategy?
4: It's funny. There's an old expression in the business where if a client gives you a limit order, they'll say it's a limit, not a target. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't take it down there. Right. Don't take it to the point where let's see if we could do a little bit better on price too. So no, we're not going to go slam it down. We're going to try to work with it. We're going to feel that volume out. Right. A lot of times I'll just peg my order. Sometimes I'll let it float throughout, but I don't want to miss liquidity either. So it's a fine line there. I want to get a better price, but I also need to move stock. And especially if, you know, say you're working 25, but you know, you've got another 200 behind. Well, you can't get too cute right you know we'll okay. call each somebody will scream at me on the desk here hey cutie booty sell the stock right that's what you, <laughs> we still get the old charge right i love right? that right because you got to keep going cuz maybe you did great on the 25 but guess what you got 200 to go and now the price is slipping on you so you can't be too careful but it's a balancing act there. And it's really, it's the experience of the trader, knowing the markets. We've got guys here who have been 20, 25 years in the business. They know what they're doing. They can feel the stock. They communicate with the client. And you switch up your strategy as you're going, you know, depending on what the market conditions are. All
1: right, Joe Saluzzi is a partner and co-founder of Themis Trading. Uh, Joe, always a pleasure, man.
4: Thanks for Way up. too long. How did All we right. not
2: have him on yeah, for A offer? long time. Yeah, handsome mug, that handsome mug, man.
4: I yeah, mean, mar- we got it. Market structure world's been quiet. We usually talk about that. Maybe that's why. I know we didn't
3: even get into any market
4: structure. Time, time. Bring him back
3: next week. We got to get into market structure. Next week,
4: structure Joe Saluzzi. Time. Bring him
1: back. It, guys. Anytime. I love doing it. Have a good one. Thank you. Show. you. All right. Uh, do, let's do this. we got 10 minutes left. Uh, we'll drop your tickers in the chat. We'll do some ticker time. But we know what we we also need is a few more likes. We're at 234. We should be able to get to like 600 I'm easy, going to like the show right now. right now. Going
3: on there.
1: Clicking is this likes. right?
2: Do we not have any dislikes? Everyone likes don't us? Don't talk
3: about dislikes. No. So Everyone likes us. Mentioned. That's, That's unbelievable. Dirty word. That's, dirty, That's dirty. That's not words. true.
2: I know there's some people out there Oh, no,
3: don't, like don't stand. out. Don't get them going. Don't. There's don't a lot of people out there it. don't
1: like this you. Is your then. fault, Joel. No, they. <laughs> y- you can dislike us, but th- there's no counter, so we can't see.
3: Oh, Maybe really? It. Yeah. YouTube. Uh, oh, there's always a counter for that.
1: No, yeah. YouTube, YouTube got rid of it. Seriously? Yeah, because they don't want the incentive of people just brigading. Then videos. why don't they
3: just take it off there?
1: Well, that's crazy. Why? I don't know. You ask them, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's do some ticker time. Uh, what tickers jump out to me in the chat? Okay, this is one from yesterday that we talked about. Joel and I did at the close. Uh Rekha asked about Alibaba. That had a very interesting day because on the one, it held up better than yeah. a lot of its peers. And then two, Munger, a report from Bloomberg came out that Charlie Munger had doubled his stake in the company. Alibaba.
3: I like
2: to see where I like to see where he started buying this pumpy.
3: You got a nice double bottom, Joel. Look at this. I know. We 15, talked about it 15, yesterday. 77. Me and Joel like those setups. Um, You got a little pullback into it. You're risking three bucks. I kind of want to buy it, but it's so bloody hated. <laughs> you just like, every time I want to buy this, it's like, you know, China ends up doing something and saying something else. And then they hammer all the Chinese stocks again. So, you know, it keeps getting china I evaluate the valuation. I mean, we're moving a value market. It's been left in the dust, you know, even though it's a value stock because nobody wants to, you know, gamble on what's next for Alibaba from China. Um, I like, I, I kind of like it. I don't own it. I've owned it. I owned it for a long time. We know I sold out the rest of my position at 240 and then the rest of it at 148 um, after the earnings miss. And it was a good sale. I kind of want to rebuy it, but again, I just don't think I want a piece of China. So I don't know. As a trade, it sets up 115.82, 115.77. It sets up not bad. You're trying it long here. I won't argue with you. All right. Yeah, again, same story. Holding the world will argue with you, but he'll, he'll temper. Well, I'll argue with everybody about
1: it. What
2: yeah. about Generac? I got asked about this one oh, yesterday.
3: That got, that got the beat yesterday. Ah, hiding out in that, too. Oh. Uh,
2: it's not you know value. It was growth. Someone asked me about Sneaky that I, stock. in the pre market prep plus, and I said, "You know what you need a national disaster, and you haven't had a national disaster. look at that that took out the low of the move holy macro i hope they I hope they waited on that one uh if you're looking for your next stopping point um boom boom three fourteen oh one uh that's your next monthly low coming in, and I bet you this can you look was this earnings day?" Uh, let's November. see. November 2nd Probably. was that when they had earnings because Probably. of because that uh, was like look at it, that yes earnings. You. Yes, you look was. at that <laughs> earnings reversal. Holy mackerel, 200 points.
3: Generally 60 to PE 40. That's basically what happened. <laughs> Nobody wants to own anything. It's it's actually quite simple what's been going on. You got a nose PE above 50, they don't want to own it. You got a, a PE below 20. That's what they're liking. You got a PE below 10, they're buying those stocks. So I mean that's kind of what we're in here right now. Uh GNRC, I believe, is trading around 40 times earnings now. So it's in a bit, but it's still not cheap. If it came into like 200, all the value investors like myself say, okay, cheap enough now. There's still growth 200. there. Generators aren't going away. I bought one for my new home, obviously. You know, they're not cheap. I think I have sixteen or seventeen thousand dollars. Wow. They're not cheap. Hey so, Dennis, make sure
2: you get it tuned up every year. Don't get lazy on
3: I that. I think they they self start, don't they? Like once a week, I think. I haven't yeah, but it still, yet, but.
2: I'm telling you, because uh, uh, we we do that. I you know I don't like forking out the couple hundred bones every year, but uh, um, some other people in my family haven't done that yearly uh, thing, and then when they needed it, they didn't have it. So is there there a
3: Generac? Uh I got a knockoff.
2: Yeah, no, right. I think I have something better than the Generac.
3: There's think nothing better I than the Generac.
2: I bought my generator is probably a dozen years old, maybe, even more. I got it. When we wow. had that, remember when we had, um, when the whole grid went out in uh, like Pennsylvania and New York?
3: They went that blackout. Oh, 2000 I was at the university. 2004. I remember. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's no, when I got my. It was before that, wasn't it? No, know it was that. I remember it 2004? that. 2004,
1: and and it was July, I think. I remember. Yeah. That too. And you everyone know. went black for a day. And, and I got a generator a the next week. I said you got a generator. That <laughs> <laughs> was intimidating.
3: I beat the hard, rush. Though. Yeah. yeah. you pretty pretty know what? I was. I it was 2004 because I was in the condo. Then I was still living in my condo. Or actually, my toilets wouldn't even work because they were that's powered in the condo. So I was like, you couldn't even use like you know normally power goes out. You still use your toilet, but in that case you couldn't. So, um, yeah. All right, Yosh says it was O three. My, my, my I left. I left the was... house for about eight hours, and the power came back. All right, I was I was off by a year, apparently. Whatever. That yeah, was 03. Oh, 03. three. That was okay. awesome.
1: Whatever. Um, okay. Uh, let's keep going in the stocks here. Let's look at there's a bunch of these. Uh, we can look at like Caterpillar or or, or cumin, Right? CMI.
3: Same thing. Um, value yeah. stocks ripping. Yeah separate it it's as simple as this right now in this market you got value low p and you got growth high p and you know there's relationships there but throw everything in the value bucket or everything in the growth bucket right now it's all that matters right now if we see a turn and we might see a turn again you got to be ready for those turns so um you know again it's it's you know individual company fundamentals matter but right now all that matters is your PE high or your PE low, because that's what they were buying and selling. It kind, it might turn, like Joe Sluzy was even saying yesterday afternoon. You saw it turn a little bit; it got overbought the value and the growth got oversold, and it came in. You know, does that continue? Do we see a reversal today? Well, we don't know that, but you got to use you know, watch your arc, watch your Berkshire, watch your indicators, so you can get on the right side of it. So, because the turns are vicious, man, you got to be on the right side of those trades. Look
2: at this SE, Dennis. Holy mackerel. Yeah. down another eight sticks.
3: Yeah, is that getting a ma- Is that oversold massively? Is it, you know, done? I don't know. Tencent got out good though. Where was their price? They're geniuses uh, two, over two, there. 202. Oh, two, oh, two. yeah, yeah, they priced it. They got out 203, oh, 204. Oh, so nice yeah. job, Tencent. They're traders over there. I think it's 189 now. Hey, I got what... out just in time too. That Bank of America upgraded that little, upgrade. Up. Oh my they they top ticked it on that thing. They top ticked it open 230. So the trading of that. So I was long SE. I'll just tell you the story behind. I went long SE, I believe about The 28th or 29th, I bought it pretty good. I bought like 213 and um, it went up the next day. Remember, we had the big Thursday rally and all the growthy names went to 227. I was like, Oh, yeah, we're setting up well now. You know, you're like, Okay, my trade's setting up well. And then you know, we get the January and we open up at 230. And then I watched my SE trade fall from 230 to 218. It right lost here. 14 points in about 10 minutes, right? And there. I'm like, they're reversing this whole trade they're going to pull the rug out from under it but then they always give you some life so it gave you the afternoon rip roar, and rally so that's when i lighten up and i didn't get out at 225 it would have been nice i think i got like 221 or something but um you know i got out because i started selling that's when i started selling some of those names i said that on the show the next morning i was like i had to lighten up because i don't like the tape and then obviously you know yesterday if you had anything of those growthy names you're getting stopped out left and right hey so from what about lows? sorry go ahead joe
2: yeah i just wanted to say i and i know you you probably weren't you know you were just using the triple d you know sensor feel on this and but I, I followed that trade through you first of all it opened up at 30.71 and went 50 cents higher and then it came back down through the open but that pop that you caught Was right near, there was like a triple close at the 223 area. So I don't, I know you probably weren't drilling down on it, but when, you know, stocks have a big open like that and then they're way up and then they wash out, a lot of people start focusing on the mark. And I know you were just like using your senses just to get the hell out of it. But I did see the bounce and this bounce right here, it did get back, you know, it did get green a little bit, but then boom, that was it after that.
1: Uh pull up that GE chart. So what happened to GE yesterday? Holy GE man value. GE going to hundred. I mean value. It went to hundred yesterday.
3: Wait, that reverse split. what what's the PE on GE? So first exercise. This is well, we're in a new we're in a new world, folks. First exercise, bring up your trusty Benzinga Pro. And look at what the PE of the stock is. The forward PE is, oh, 24, which is actually right in line with the S&P 500. So it's not expensive. So (laughs) I don't know if you can call it a value stock, but it's not expensive. Do I want to own G in my long-term portfolio? No, I just think the company just figures out how to do everything wrong. But right now, that kind of stock, it's like, oh, that's not expensive. We'll move into that. That's what the rotation was yesterday. I don't know if it continues. You know, it was a little bit of competition. I, I can't tell you that value is going to continue to rip, roar, you know, up cat deer up 20 points. I mean, it, it was like a sell your peanuts while the circus is in town feel type of day. I know deer is up here again, and maybe it does continue. But in, it, in, in some of these stocks, even Ford yesterday, obviously I'm long Ford, like, holy mackerel. I mean, then the last time Ford was up, it was up like 13% at one point in time. Right. When is the last time Ford Motor Company, Went up 13%. I I mean it's doubled this day. It's doubled since September. But it's not went up 13% any of those days last year. I'm gonna yeah. gather. That's yeah. a huge move.
0: Maybe it did.
3: Maybe it went from seven to eight, you know. But wow, that's just an impressive move for Ford. I'm still long. I didn't sell any shares. I had a couple people tweeting out at me that they were lighting up. They were asking if I was lighting up. Wait a minute. I, what? Did, wait, did you rebuy or something? Or I never sold my Ford.
1: You never sold your Ford? No, I've said what, that multiple times. What, you what, I listen think... to the
3: show. I say it every time we talk about it. Larry, it sorry, I thought you did. <laughs> no, I sold a piece back at sixteen, but I okay, kept the majority right. of the shares okay. the whole time. Okay, okay. So I bought. We bought it. So we all bought it together, like seven dollars right. and fifty cents. Oh, we all thought it was going to be the EV story eventually. I like the F one hundred and fifty Lightning, and it got up to a double, and I sold a piece. And then I've kept the rest of it. So I didn't even sell. Usually I sell half when it goes up to double, but I don't think I sold half. I think I sold, I might have sold half, uh, but then I haven't sold any since. So. Trading is, timing is hard, everyone. at <laughs> the store, this bottom line here. On- trading is hard, period. I mean, yeah. people in 2020 just think it's easy. I had so many people, oh, this trading so easy. I know why you've been doing this for 22 years. It's the easiest way to make money. And I'm like, well, it's not going to be, you know, just to buy stock and, you know, Sell it a week later when it's up fifty percent type of market forever. So I'm like, enjoy while it lasts. Yeah, that market's long gone.
1: No, I so. remember that. I remember that TikTok from two summers ago, and it was uh, a very. It, how do I make money? It's very simple. I buy stock, and when it stops going up, I sell it. Right, and yeah, that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> Why can't? Why can we all? Well, it's as simple as it <laughs> yeah, was. It's though. so easy. It's so yeah, easy. It was.
3: It was simple back then. Yeah. But- we're at this point now. Um, it's, it's now you've got to use your trading strategies. You've got to understand different things. you got to understand rotations. you got to understand a yeah. lot of different things that are happening. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not as simple as it once was. It is not. All right, Dennis, uh, we'll let you
1: go. Have a good rest of your day. We'll catch you tomorrow. Uh, everyone, I'm going to hop as well. Uh, don't forget to sign up for a free trial of Benzinga Pro. The link, I'm putting it up on the screen, pro.benzinga.com. Free two-week trial for everyone check it out um it's what i use every day joel dennis we all use it all the time um it's not for you hey it's not for you it's not for everyone i don't know check it out though news research scanners movers uh we've been thinking probably a lot more uh during the live trading show which is coming up next right here probably usually we start around 905 so the stream will end we'll redirect to that stream which will start in a couple of minutes myself mitch ryan zunaid talking through the market, through the open, hanging out, talking trades, making trades, um, making and, and also losing money uh, on the show. So
4: this is the story of the
2: one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently to the untrained ear. Everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand.
1: Uh, That's coming up next. As always, hit the like button, please. And thank you. Remember that all the information on this show and all of our shows are meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. Thanks to our guest, Joe Saluzzi. Thanks to all of you in our chat. And I'll catch you guys over
4: on live trading starting in two minutes. Have a good one.